The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, best-selling author John Eldridge builds hope by reminding us of the promise that God will make all things new. He goes on to say, it is since we have lost the hope of the restoration of all things that we've become so ineffective in this world. Hmm. Right? People who have hope engage. People who have hope love easier. When you're filled with hope, it's easier to forgive. Robinson, Betty, and I are thrilled to have you here. You know, y'all calm down just a little bit. You know, just a moment ago, I asked uh, the audience, a lot of men here tonight, a lot of beautiful women, and uh, pretty ordinary looking guys, but anyway, <laughs> I asked them if they, uh, you know, really became acquainted with John Eldridge because of the book Wild at Heart. Listen to what they did. This is what they said. Let me ask you, how many of you came, possibly became interested in John because of the book Wild at Heart? How many of you? Wow, look at that. How many of you are saying thanks to John, and you can just shout it out, thanks for writing Wild at Heart? <laughs> now, are you all still interested in what John has to say? Yep. So you came to hear what's on his heart. Well, how about we welcome John Eldridge back to life today? <laughs> John, you, uh, you've been a real source of inspiration to men, and as a result, you've blessed a lot of women. Mm. Because when men, when we get our act together, it's, it's just pretty wonderful for women. Mm -hmm. Because they like to know guys that, to some degree, have our act together. You've written this book, All Things New, a year now, Grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. is. You'd have never had kids if you didn't know about grandkids, would you? You just said, forget the kids, just have grandkids. Just go straight to the grandkids. <laughs> and that's what most people think, they're so awesome. But you, you've written this, uh, I'd say, out of a, an extended journey that's allowed you to see some things, witness some things, feel and experience some things mm -hmm. uh, that have kind of taken you in a direction that's real important. So tell us about all things new. Mm -hmm. We've spent, we've spent a lot of our ministry years um, healing people at the level of their heart. We went after men's hearts, then we went after women's hearts and captivating with my wife, Stacy. And we do conferences uh, here in the U.S., around the world. It's all around healing, woundedness, brokenness. Isaiah 61, I've come to heal the brokenness in humanity, and I want to set you free. But after... Um, after you spend a lot of time deep in people's stories, you really have to speak to the loss because some things in this life just aren't recovered. The little uh, couple in our fellowship that, that lost their first child uh, a couple of years ago, stillbirth, you know, that, that doesn't just break your heart. It shatters your faith. It, it shatters your confidence that God is good and that there's goodness coming to you. And um, we, went through, we went through a pretty rough year ourselves last year. Uh, 
we had a suicide in our extended family. And I was the one to get the phone call. And I had to find my son and tell him that his wife's brother had taken his life. And then the two of us had to find her. Um, and um, a couple months later, uh, we learned we were going to be grandparents. And we were so excited. Both uh, my oldest son and my middle son, their wives, came over at the same time. Two babies coming, not just one, two. Oh. Little cousins within months of each other. Um, and then um, my son and daughter went through a horrible, horrible miscarriage and um, really feared for her life, feared for the mother's life. And I buried my first grandson mm. on the mountain behind our home. And then, you know, the roller coaster of life, right? And then we had a wedding. My youngest son got married. <laughs> Uh, a year ago, June, and it was wonderful, and the excitement and the hopes and all that around a young couple getting married, and we were all enjoying that the next morning, uh, just kind of the afterglow. My phone rings. My best friend is dying. He has six weeks to live. You know, at some point, you, you have to wrestle with hope, and, and what is it that, that we're looking forward to? What is it that God promises us, and that's what took me deep into this book. All things new, heaven, earth, and the restoration of everything you love, which is what I think the promise of the gospel is. Well, Betty and I have tasted enough pain. We've witnessed enough pain around the world. You have. Our ministry is known for really diligently with great devotion and determination and dedication to it to put God's loving arms around suffering people all over the world who feel like no one ever noticed. And then they find out that God, in fact, notices and expresses his heart through yielded lives. Mm -hmm. And our viewers, you're wonderful because all Betty and I would be able to do is have a deep heartache and a care, but little to share. We could share a broken heart, but we couldn't do anything about broken hearts but you make it possible. You are the answer to the missionary's prayer to start with. And then you're the answer to the prayers of the people the missionaries seek to help. So we've, we've seen a, a lot of pain. Well, uh, in our own lives as well. But we've had it with our own life, losing our, losing our baby girl. Your daughter. A daughter. And uh, so we know. So what, what are you seeing happen with this book? Because when you write something, I mean, you are a gifted writer. God has blessed what you do, but what is it that you believe God inspired here, and what's he going to do with it? Hope. Hope. So I was reading through the Gospels. I was in Matthew uh, chapter 19, and Peter asked Jesus a pretty straightforward question. He says, look, this has cost us quite a bit to follow you. What's in it for us? Like, what will there be for us? And Jesus, he doesn't rebuke the question. He smiles and he says, oh, I tell you the truth. At the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you, and then he gets very particular, who have lost relationships, loved ones. He even names houses and lands, careers, all your dreams, all those things you had to let go of. It will specifically be restored to you. In addition to, he says, eternal life. Mm -hmm. Now, most people think 
that whatever the next chapter of the story is, it's this vague thing in heaven, right? It's harps, halos, or it's the eternal church service in the sky, right? We all just, we all go up to heaven and we sing forever, right? I mean, you know. But like you point out, if it's like church services, most people, they don't want to go. They don't want to go. <laughs> but the, the key to the human heart is this. C.S. Lewis says, you can only hope for what you desire. And so if it's vague, if it's a little creepy religious, it does not bring hope, no matter how much you try and you know, breathe into it. And when Jesus promises the restoration of all things, you know, so I'm flipping through the scriptures. Peter picks up the theme in Acts. In Acts chapter 3, he says, Jesus must remain in heaven until the time comes for God to restore everything. And then the whole thing swells to a crescendo in Revelation, right? End of the book, chapter 21. He who is seated on the throne says, I am making everything new. He does not say I'm making all new things, right? He restores the earth. He restores our lives. There is nothing that can be taken from you that God will not personally and intimately restore. And this is the hope that Hebrews calls the anchor of the soul. This is the hope of the Christian life. That you, it, it was what the early church, they couldn't understand the courage of the early church. And they said, what are you going to do? Kill us? Like, we don't die. <laughs> you can't, there's nothing you can take away from me that God is not going to restore. So have at it. Right? It, it threw the world. Right, because these people had a grasp on the coming kingdom. Yeah, Paul says it's better for me to go on and go, but it's for your sake I'm here. Right. I'm staying here to help you. I know what's right. ahead for me. Yeah. I know there's been laid up for me. Yes. Uh, the incredible riches of heaven. Betty, it, what? it is about the hope. And not only the hope, but the promise. Right. Of what we will see our daughter again. Yeah. And the promise, too, that while we're going through this pain, he says, I will never leave you nor yes. forsake you. Yes. And the promise that if we will latch on to Him and, mm -hmm. and our relationship with Him, all things are new. Yeah. I've never, I've grown so much in my relationship with God yeah. since our daughter's been gone. Right. I miss her. I miss her every day. Yeah. But I have that hope mm -hmm. and I know mm -hmm. that I will see her again. And if you didn't have that hope, how different would your yeah. life be now? It's just devastating. People who just went through massive loss in Houston, Right? If you think it's all gone, you will never get that back. Right? You've lost your home. You, you've lost loved ones. You've lost your career. You'll never get that back. If, you, if that's all you have, it's hopelessness. And hopelessness is what causes people to give up. But the beauty of what happens when the family, the human family, the American family, and by all means the church family, when we respond like a family, when we actually love our neighbor as we want to be loved, mm -hmm. when we do to them what we'd want others to do to us, mm -hmm. the expression is indescribable. The joy, the focus, the concentration, the joy over little things that mean so much. Mm -hmm. And you know, my, my heart cry and my prayer to God is, is that we would learn to function like a healthy family in the first place with all the mm -hmm. small issues we face, 
but yet they have, let's say in many instances, serious consequences. If we would focus on them and take them seriously, we would find solutions because we work together that way. Part of the beauty of, of heaven is the fact that we are new, we are family, we're the ultimate family, but if we'll allow the glimpses of that glory, the reality of that kingdom to come on us right now, we can manifest the beauty of what God has for us in the way we live right now. Exactly. I think I think that, that I'm excited about that. I'm sure I'm excited about heaven, and it's not because I'm going to play a harp. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm going up there to enjoy all the creation of God, the beauty of it, even magnified beyond imagination, and to be able to do things and travel in ways like the speed of light. I want to see everything God made. I mm -hmm. believe we'll be able to. It's going to be magnificent. Yeah. We're not going to get bored in heaven, for heaven's sake, folks. <laughs> We're going to have so much joy. But I want people to see the reality of the Father, the Creator who does this right now and know that He makes all things new in our lives right here, right now too. Is that not correct? That's right. That's right. C.S. Lewis says, if you study history, it is the people who had the clearest grasp of the coming kingdom that were actually the most effective in this world. Okay. And he goes on to say, it is since we have lost the hope of the restoration of all things that we've become so ineffective in this world, hmm. right? People who have hope engage. People who have hope love easier. When you're filled with hope, it's easier to forgive. When you're filled with hope, it's easy to be generous, right? Because your heart's overflowing. It's the hopeless who give up on a marriage. It's the hopeless who give up on a community right? and the world is in desperate need of hope right now. The Christian hope is not that you're going to get a great parking spot tomorrow, <laughs> right? The, the, the Christian hope is that God is going to restore everything to you. Nothing can be taken from you that God will not restore. As that begins to fill your heart, like you're free. You're good. You can be generous with what you have. You're not afraid anymore. John, how do you explain the gift of God on, on your life? You know, you'd written several books and Wild at Heart took off and everything thereafter, you know, find people are just anxious to read it. How do you explain what's going on that when you see something and there's this desire to share it and there seems to be this gift to write it, how do you, how do you handle that? How do you even uh, understand or describe the spiritual phenomena that's going on? Uh, I was sitting in my counseling office more than 20 years ago in an evening session, counseling a couple that actually kind of looked like the two of you. <laughs> Very needy couple. <laughs> and uh, Jesus began to speak to me during the counseling session, which was a little distracting. And he says to me this, he says, John, he says, you're pretty good at this. And I think to myself, pretty good. I'm great at this. <laughs> And he says, he says, but you are only talking to two people right now. I want you to talk to a lot more than that. And over the course of a couple of weeks, I'm like, what do you want me to do? He says, I want you to quit your practice. I want you to quit your job. And I want you to follow me. It was a huge faith step for wow. us. Huge faith. There were two years. We have three young boys. We do not know where the groceries are coming from. We didn't have insurance. We didn't have a savings account. We followed Jesus. And he took me into this writing career. So it, it, it was a yes. It was, it was a yes to God. Isn't that great? Yeah. And you couldn't imagine how it would turn out. Right. 
Don't you thank God that John heard and followed the Lord and began to do what God told him to do? And hopefully you rejoice that we tried to do the same thing. And, and thank you for the kind things you said. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to encourage you to get the book. You can go online. You can get it. And if they want to go to the website to see where you might be speaking or what you're doing, what, what would you send them to? This, so they could come to allthingsnew.com. All right. And yeah. you get the book there. Can uh-huh. they also learn something about what you do if, if yes. you go out to speak? Mm-hmm. Like if you go somewhere to be in a conference, yeah, they exactly. could know you're coming. Right. Just like they found out you were here. Right. All right. So there's the website on the screen. You can get the book. And then would you mind? Because the missionaries have just sent me something. i got to be honest. It's tough. Uh, you show people a thirsty child, a hungry child. But if you tell people we need some equipment, yeah. it kind of has a... It just doesn't seem to impact. But John, the missionaries have just told us we need, and they were specific, we need 71 trucks and transportation vehicles, and we need them now. And that's like a million dollars that just hit us out of the blue that we need. So if people will help, I'm going to be giving them a beautiful book on the sweet names of of Jesus and the hymns, Mm. the sweetest name and how they were inspired. But to say thanks, could I send them this too? I love it. All right, listen to me, all of you all of you at home, and you here. I want you to listen. This this missionary you're going to hear was saved in one of our crusades more than 40 years ago. And within a short time, he ends up on the mission field, and he's still there. His name's David Hetty. He's one of those missionaries that's telling you what we need. I want you to watch closely. I want you to listen with your heart, because we're going to need some heart expressions to meet a need. Watch. There are not too many jobs as rewarding yet challenging as that of a missionary serving children around the world. They face unique hardships that many of us do not have to deal with on a daily basis. The simple act of getting from point A to point B can be very difficult on a typical backcountry road, or keeping up the maintenance on a well-used vehicle that is in constant demand can be very time-consuming and expensive. Transportation has always been a challenge. It's been a great expense. It's been a great heartache in our 34 years in Haiti. Most of our vehicles are junk. Most of them have in excess of 150, 200,000 miles on them. Uh, We're trying to upgrade that well drilling rig, and that is going to require us to have a new service truck to go along with that. Uh, So this is uh, another vehicle for mobile clinic which uh, has served us for more than 10 years. Uh, the, the suspension, it is worn out because the roads are bad. In the countryside, a special needs child is an unreached person. Unless we go get them, uh, they will never have therapy, they will never have hope. There are 100 special needs children that if we can have a van to go get them and transport them, there's 100 special needs families that will receive therapy with your help. No matter the type of ministry being performed around the world, all missionaries need some sort of transportation to get their job done effectively, efficiently, and the most economically sound. Recently, our mission partners have urgently asked Life Outreach for immediate help with their transportation needs. And now you can be part of something bigger than yourself by sharing the gospel in word and deed with Transport Life. 
You know, Betty, it seems tough to ask people to help with, you know, vehicles, transportation, trucks, and so forth. What do you, what do you feel in your heart? Because you've, you've been all over the world on the mission field. You know, I've, I listen to the plea for help with vehicles, and they are very, very important. But when I listen to that, you know what I hear, what I see in my heart? It's the children. They need transportation to carry these children to the places that they need, some for food, some for water, some for physical therapy, just like they said. They need places, uh, vehicles to transport them back and forth in safety. We've been to all these places. The roads are horrible, and they need vehicles they can count on to get these children safely to their destination and back. So I hope you will look into your hearts and say, it's for the children. It's not just for a vehicle that they can drive around. There's a purpose for it. It's to carry precious, precious children. So please join with us and help us. And it's to carry the resources to the children. The food has to be transported. Uh, Betty, they carry film equipment all over India on motorcycles, up the mountain trails, set up screens. And that's where we have led millions of people to Christ watching a film it's titled Dea Saga, Ocean of Mercy. And it is the most powerful presentation of the life of Christ with, with the Indian actors and their language. And it is powerful beyond words. So even a motorcycle is part of that, what the missionaries are asking for. Whatever mode of transportation they need, we want to supply it. And they have asked for specifically 71 vehicles, over $1.1 million. We did not anticipate it. We're just praying for a real miracle right now. So if you would simply go to the website you see there or dial the number and use your bank card like a check, please make the largest gift you can. If you can give $40 or $80, and I just suggest that as a possibility, and we're sending every one of you that make a gift a, a beautiful instrumental uh, CD of fantastic, historic, great hymns the sweetest name, the sweetest sound, and also how those hymns came to be written, the history of them. We're then also sending to those of you who will give a gift of $120 or more what I think is the most beautiful leather-bound Bible I've seen, and it is in giant print. And I'm telling you, and I'm 74 now, and I had a little surgery that corrected my vision, and I don't know why they didn't get this before my surgery. I need it. But I'm telling you, you're going to love this. It is a beautiful Bible. You make that gift that's going to mean so much to the missionaries. Also, a gift of $1,000. We have what I think is one of the most beautiful bronzes that we have ever had designed by incredibly gifted artists. This is the determined eagle, determined to soar on the turbulence of the times and the challenges of the day and rise higher. We'll send it to you to say thanks for your love gift. And uh, we just thank you uh, for being a part. Listen, also, if you'd like to have John's book, you just let us know. We'll send it to you because John believes in what we're doing and all things are made new by love. Thank you right now. Go online, dial the number, make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you for doing it. It's a missionary's nightmare having life-saving relief supplies in your hand and no way to get it to those who are suffering. Some of the vehicles so vital to our outreaches are completely worn out and must be replaced. And in some critical areas, no transportation is available at all. 
Life's mission partners have immediate and urgent needs to transport life-saving supplies to children and families in remote locations. An additional $1.1 million is needed to purchase 71 vehicles, large and small. Your gift of $40, $80, $120, or $1,000 will help purchase these vehicles and provide life-saving food, clean water, medicine, and the good news of Jesus to people in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request the sweetest name, Classic Hymns CD, with a booklet containing the history behind the hymns for all 12 songs. With your gift of $120 or more, please request the NIV Supergiant Print Reference Bible, ideal for anyone looking for a Bible that's gentle on the eyes. Finally, please prayerfully consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help transport life, and you may request our beautiful Determined Eagle bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. We are driving in sand, look, look at this. And this, this particular area, if you did not have four-wheel drive vehicles, you couldn't go 50 yards. And so we need you to know that what we have is essential to saving lives. It is absolutely critical. Like Betty said one time, we're talking about a truck. No, we're not talking about transportation merely. She said, we're talking about saving lives. We're talking about lives. So when we ask you to give a truck, provide transportation, whether it's small trucks for the missionaries and make daily runs, or whether it's the big transport trucks, it's critical to saving lives and maintaining health. And from the depth of my heart, for those of you who understand, I want to say thank you. Well, you're going to be blessed by what John has written. It is available in the bookstores. Why don't you think about not only, we'll send you to say thanks for helping us get the transportation for the missionaries. Why don't you think about somebody that needs the message of this book? It's just, it's, that's one way we're a witness. When we hand somebody something that could become a treasure that transforms and heals. So really pray about that. John's gonna be back with us again later in the week. We're actually gonna have he and Mark Batterson sitting together. Now that's gonna be a team. Would you say thanks to John Eldridge for coming to be with us, John? Appreciate you, brother. See you again later in the week. Thank all of you for watching. Thanks for your help. Thanks so much. Are you concerned about your family being ill-equipped to manage resources when you pass away? Do you want to leave a legacy gift that impacts the lives of others? 
as a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International, is here to help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Do not put off this important step to protect your loved ones and leave a lasting legacy. Contact Life Planning Services today. Why does God allow devastating things to happen to us when He is powerful enough to stop them? Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.